Chandra Childers lives in Washington, D.C., and is a senior research scientist who helped prepare the 2018 Well-Being of Women in Utah fact sheet. We look at women's median earnings. We look at the gender wage gap. So how much are women earning relative to men? And the list goes on. Um, we look at um, poverty and opportunity. We look at poverty. We look Giving at insight on shared values, providing a baseline comparison to explore policy uh, changes that are set to help improve women's lives. Um, we will look at um, rates of diabetes. We'll look at um, other health outcomes for the well-being of women in Utah. Those women, Childers says, include single mothers, college students, women business owners, and one of the more disturbing findings is that more and more of these women are depressed and struggling. In fact, Utah has one of the highest rates of suicide among women in the nation. We also saw an increase nationally, although nationally it's not as high as it is in Utah. That is something that deserves greater attention of what's happening, what's going on, that you've got a rate that's that much higher than the national rate. Organizations like YWCA Utah and local business owners as well as state policymakers say they'll use this list and other data from the fact sheet to direct efforts and to advocate to help eliminate racism and empower women while hopefully finding ways to reduce the number of suicides among our women. One of the things we know is that when women are in office, when women are part of the policymaking process, they highlight issues and concerns that are important for women, for children, and for families. So it really is important if we're really concerned about the well-being of women in Utah, that more women have their voices heard and that they are part of the policymaking process. Hey, Becky, do you know where the paint's at? Uh, the paint is right there. Real Women Run began in 2011. It was designed to help empower women to participate fully in public life and civic leadership. This program and other efforts by some political parties to encourage women to run for office has had an impact. Marilyn, did you guys get the, the paint rollers and the brushes and everything? In Cache County, there are five women running as Democrats during midterm elections. Women can use power tools. This is my favorite part of campaigning so far. <laughs> Gathering here in a shed in the backyard of a River Heights home, Rebecca Winstead and Karina Andalyn Brown pieced together plywood for this weekend's USU homecoming parade. It's not going to be the fanciest float because we're not spending a ton of money. And then Karina and I went out and bought paint, a lighter blue and some white for accents. The float will feature a beach scene with large blue waves symbolizing their party's color, and what they say is a movement to motivate people to vote, to become more involved, and to make a difference in their communities. We're riding the blue wave, and we're there to kind of wash over Cache County and, and bring some more diversity to the candidates that are in the valley right now. I feel like the time is, is now for women to be more engaged and more involved in all levels of our society, and including in politics. We have a tendency to, to hold back, and I, I think the, that we need to feel free to voice our concerns and opinions and get involved. Jennifer Rourke and Marilyn Minkum are not new to civic engagement. Jennifer became involved while she was in college. Just this year, I pulled out my 1998 Take Back the Night t-shirt that I'd made from college, and it said, taking responsibility for our communities. Oh my goodness. 
20 years later, this t-shirt still applies that I had stuffed up there as a souvenir or memento thinking that at some point, like we wouldn't have to civically engage that at some point, we would reach equality. And at some point, our voices would be valued, right. And once we start showing that, then I think other young women will follow suit. And for Marilyn, riding on a homecoming float to promote her politics, isn't all that different from what she did 58 years ago. And I remember marching in the 60s to uh, achieve women's equality. I totally will continue to be engaged civically um, as long as I breathe. For the last 10 years, Democratic state lawmaker Becky Edwards has worked to bring about legislation to benefit women, children, and families, adding to a legacy of political involvement that began with her great-great-grandfather during the suffrage movement and during the eventual passage of the 19th Amendment, giving white women the right to vote. That's a connection that I see through the late 1800s as the forging of our state clear until now. The voices that women use and men, my own great-great-grandfather, Moroni Price, was involved in traveling with Emily Richards and Martha Hughes Cannon and others Emmeline B. Wells to the World's Fair to advocate for for suffrage for women. And it's wonderful to see the impact of that. And Utahns were really involved in that suffrage movement. Edwards and her fellow representative, Democrat Rebecca Chavez-Hauk, will retire from the Utah legislature in December. Both were honored recently by the YWCA Utah for their civic engagement and for giving voice to Utah women. And so long after we come and go, guess who's still there making the difference, making their voices heard? The citizens, advocates, people who are committed to an issue, to an idea, who go up to the Capitol, who write to their legislators, to the elected officials, and simply who vote. They're still around. They make the difference. And that's what makes me incredibly optimistic for the future of our state. And according to the latest report on the well-being of women, there are reasons to be optimistic. Improvement in Utah policy have led to more women overcoming some aspects of poverty. We are making progress in education attainment, and women here are opening and operating more small businesses. But finding a full-time job with benefits is still a challenge, and if women in Utah do find that job, they're still being paid less than their male counterparts for the same work. Earning and leadership gaps are even greater for women of color. Reporting for Utah Public Radio, I'm Carrie Bringhurst. Support for Utah Women 2020 comes from our members. And the Utah Women's Giving Circle, a grassroots community with everyday philanthropists raising the questions and raising the funds to empower Utah women and girls. Information available at utahwomensgivingcircle.com. And Utah State University's Center for Women and Gender, providing a professional and social climate to enhance opportunities through learning, discovery, and engagement. Information at womenandgender.usu.edu.